0: My primary message that I push as an expert and consultant that LinkedIn is really an impactful place to be right now. I would say this gone are the days from snooze fest, digital resume, LinkedIn. Now it is active. It is a content powerhouse. Like you are one step away or one click away from almost any major decision maker in an organization, mm. and that is wildly massive.
1: You can't do that anywhere else on the internet. You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hey, welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the boss now. Today we are diving into all things LinkedIn. And I know I've talked about LinkedIn quite a bit on the show from time to time about why you need to be on there for hiring and all of the stuff that comes with that. And today we are talking to an expert on how LinkedIn can help your business, not only for hiring, but for so many other reasons. And so I am joined by Katie McKeever, and we dig into a convo all about the basics of LinkedIn, what things are getting the most traction on LinkedIn, and what things are going to continue to be pushed really on the platform into the new year. So let me give you a little background about Katie. So Katie is a national award-winning thought leader with over 20 years of experience in media. She has a master's degree in English and a background in radio, print, broadcast news, magazine, digital, and social media. She's established a reputation as a leading expert in the social media field. She's managed social media teams and high-profile campaigns for multi-million and multi-billion dollar organizations. Her expertise and track record of success in her industry have earned her features in major media outlets like BBC and the ability to interview high-profile figures, including Ariana Huffington. She's trained hundreds of people in personal branding and social media strategy, and her clients praise the training as life-changing. She's crafted tens of thousands of social media posts, generating tens of millions of impressions and millions of dollars in earned media value. And she's led national, virtual, and on stage discussions with leaders from companies like Square, Starbucks, and Sony. She's an expert in all things social media, but as you'll hear in the conversation, LinkedIn is where she's investing and in doubling down because it's the place you can get organic growth like no other. So super excited that you get to listen in on our convo. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Jackie. I'm really thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to dig in with you today because we are going to talk about a topic that I spent a lot of my time on, hours I would say, on every single day and I do feel like listeners are just going to learn such a different reason as to why we preach, why you need to be on LinkedIn. And so often I'll meet with someone or even on the show, we'll talk about why it's so important for you as a business owner to be on LinkedIn to find talent. But there's so many more benefits to utilizing LinkedIn and really utilizing it to build your business. And so we're going to dig into that and a a lot of other things today. But I'm so excited to have an expert on the show to talk about this stuff. So before we dive in, can you give listeners a little bit of a background to what you do, how you ended up in this world of entrepreneurship and thought leadership and all of that stuff?
0: Yeah, happy to. Thanks. I am a social media and communications consultant, and I've been out on my own with my own independent consultancy for about two years now. But prior to that, I have been in the social media professional world for 15 years. Back before, actually right when Facebook started offering pages to businesses Mm -hmm. is when it hit to me of, oh, snap, this is something that I love. I can get into. It connects me, gets my communication juices flowing. And I'm talking to people at scale. Like, it's not just a one-on-one conversation anymore. You can go big. And that's what really excited me about social media. So I got into it 15 years ago. Have built myself up along the way in cooler and bigger roles for myself that I've really fallen in love with. Two prior jobs ago, I was in the newsroom at a local CBS affiliate TV station. Mm. I was a social media manager there, which was thrilling work and really like local and community work, putting out disseminating information on a daily hourly basis. And then on social media, and then moved into a social media manager role that built within the company at a, a large healthcare system here in the Southeast. There's 70,000 plus teammates there and I was the social media manager and then became the brand journalism major where, manager where I oversaw the blog and the newsroom and the social media channels. So that was such a just a love of a job and a position because you're giving out good information and patient stories and you're telling people impactful, life-saving information. And that just really was deeply meaningful work to me. And then worked myself into doing it for all kinds of people and helping people in all kinds of industries and loving to be able to spread my wings and do it for all kinds of industries. But that's really where my passion is in the communications of social media, the impact that it can make and the messaging And being able to do that at scale and talk to so
1: many people at one time and impact their daily lives. That's what I love about it. Awesome. Social media, there's so many different platforms you can be on. And maybe social media is more than just the different platforms. But I think when listeners, at least when I even think about social media, my instant thought is like Instagram Mm. and TikTok and Facebook. And then LinkedIn's kind of like, Oh, but only when you're looking for a job or only when you're hiring. It's this yes, but. And there's like specific reasons, I think, stigmas around when you utilize LinkedIn and when LinkedIn should be a part of your social media strategy. If somebody's listening to the show and has that same viewpoint, what would you tell them? Is that accurate? Is it not? How do you view LinkedIn as a marketing tool?
0: LinkedIn is a powerhouse now. It's my primary message that I push as an expert and consultant that, that LinkedIn is really an impactful place to be right now. I would say this gone are the days from a snooze fest, digital resume, LinkedIn. Now it is active. It is a content powerhouse. Like you are one step away and one Click away from almost any major decision maker in an organization. Mm. And that is wildly massive. You can't do that anywhere else on the internet. You can't get direct access to people anywhere else on the internet like you can on LinkedIn. You can search for people by title, by company. It's wild how much you can do to research, to find talent, to get to people and to communicate and connect with people that are instrumental in building your career or building your business or you helping them do the same. It's really a place to be. And I equate this to being a place of where you can allocate resources that can have the most return on your resource investment. in that right now from an organic space, Instagram, yeah, you immediately think of Instagram, you immediately think of Facebook. Those are just really hard channels now mm. to build and to grow like people want to. And that's great if you want to have the most followers or go viral, all these things or TikTok. There's a lot of effort that you have to put in. And LinkedIn, you're seeing organic, just pure, organic, amazing engagement just out the gate. Like you don't have to put in as much effort as you would on your Facebook page, on your Instagram account, on other platforms, as you do LinkedIn. And you can have a bigger reach, bigger impact. And it's really an exciting time. And that's why I love it right now. I do keep up with all the platforms. I consider myself platform agnostic, but Mm. I am really pushing because I just look at every business and every individual individually, and we can pull these levers and do these things just based on what their goals are. But Right now, if I had to pick one platform to really push across the board, it would absolutely be LinkedIn. Amazing.
1: And if you're listening, we are recording this at the end of 2023. Who
0: knows, next year there may be something new. In that the fun of it? People come to me, oh, I'm overwhelmed. What is it now? What's new? But yes, you're right. End of 2023, I will say right now, I don't know how well this is going to age, but right now, <laughs> LinkedIn <laughs> is massively powerful. We're talking to business leaders right now. We're talking to entrepreneurs. We're talking about people who are trying to transact in the professional world. And this is how I break it down to people. LinkedIn is the only platform, the only one that people go in immediately pulling up on their phone, on their desktop, what have you, with business and transactions in mind. Anywhere else, you're going to Facebook, you're going to Instagram, you're going to TikTok, you're going to Pinterest, Mm -hmm. you're going to Twitter X. You are thinking of wanting to be entertained. You're in a passive mode. You're just scrolling through and oh, a business post might pop up or something that you find interesting might pop up and you might engage with that. But nowhere else is somebody going immediately with money in mind, immediately with business in mind than LinkedIn. So you already have that kind of initial barrier to entry. You're all there for the same reason. So why
1: not get to transacting? Yeah, that's so true. I never thought about it that way. So I've been on LinkedIn for a very long time. (laughs) I remember when it first came out, I was recruiting at the time and I worked at a staffing agency. I had just graduated undergrad maybe a year before I'm aging myself a little bit. My VP at the company I was at came in, and I remember him coming in so excited. He was like, This is the next new thing. Just raving about it. He's like, You got to get on there. And so I got on there, and I was like, It wasn't as helpful back then because the people I was recruiting weren't on it yet. But he was like so adamant that it was going to be this thing, and he was right. But I've seen it evolve over time, as I'm sure you have, right? Mm. And so I'm curious your thoughts on something. I'm going to give a little bit of context for listeners to my question. So, When you're on LinkedIn, there's a lot of different things out there. So for your business, you can create a company page. You have your own personal LinkedIn profile. And then there's also like groups and some other things you can participate in on LinkedIn, which I actually don't know a ton about. But if you're a small business owner, do you need to invest time into a company page and your own personal profile? And I guess the second part of that question is: Are there certain businesses that tend to do better at one or the other, or do you need both? I hear it all the time
0: too. Of oh, really LinkedIn, or I haven't been on there in years. And what are we doing that now? Uh, I don't need a job. Why do I need to go right. on there? Yeah, yeah. It's a massive shift, a massive change to what it used to be. And if you haven't been on in a while, please just go and peruse because it really is a different place. But to your question, if you do have a small business, the way I frame it up for people, think of it in functional terms of it functions very similarly to Facebook. So Mm -hmm. just like you can have a Facebook business page and then you have your own Facebook profile that you go and post pictures and whatever and and connect with your friends there. Very same function on LinkedIn. You have your LinkedIn company page that has different features that are set towards company functionality. And then you have your individual profile. And functioning from your individual profile on LinkedIn is you building essentially a personal brand and you essentially positioning yourself. One for a role you want or the way you want to be seen in the professional world by potential employers or employees or if you're a business owner or leader of some kind. So you're functioning and it's just like Facebook. You can put a post, you can post pictures, you can post a video, you can talk about things you do. So that's how it functions similarly to Facebook. So then you have your personal profile on LinkedIn. And then if you do have a company or you're involved in a company, there can be a separate company page. Just like Facebook has business pages, LinkedIn has company pages, and those you can post highlights from your employee gathering or priorities in your business and goals for your business. You can post and share pictures, videos, links to articles, all kinds of things. So those are the kind of two separate functionalities of LinkedIn just as a whole and you're right there are groups and things and that's like third priority of LinkedIn from a setup standpoint but when you have a business and I do say if you have a business to have a company page that represents that business so you have your name you have your logo and you'll have your website and your about section on that company page in LinkedIn And you might have content that you put out regularly, or you might not, and I'll touch on that. But also, I would say, if you are in the business world and you're trying to promote yourself as a business person and promote your company, you need to be active from your personal profile as well. And I say this because LinkedIn, just like Facebook, gives preferential treatment to personal profiles. So any content that you put out from your LinkedIn personal profile will get out the gate immediately more reach than if you were to put that same piece of content as a post on your company page. So I say that because I know that can ruffle some feathers and people are like, oh, but I don't want to be posting about what I do or my business. But That's why you're on LinkedIn and that's why you're doing what you're doing is because you're trying to promote your business. So Mm -hmm. if you are the leader, the founder, the CEO, the person that represents the brand or the company, you should be active on your personal account on LinkedIn. And then jumping back to the company page, yes, you can have a company page and you can be set up and have that exist almost like a landing page. So if somebody Mm -hmm. were to search for you On LinkedIn or search for your company or your brand, you have that and it looks professional and you have an account and there's a logo and you got a website and you have an about and that's the bare minimum. And you can just have that. That That's totally fine. But this is what I recommend to people. If your company has three, five plus employees, I would say if you're the business leader, you're posting on your personal profile on a regular basis. and then. The company page is also posting regular content as well, because now you probably have in in the three, five plus employee range, you probably have help with that content, or you probably have somebody else that you can help guide along to help you gather those posts. Because Hey, social media and putting out posts and content and keeping up with it all is a lot. I deal with solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and talk to small business owners every day and I know it's a lot for you all. I'm very sensitive to that. And I always am looking through the lens of, okay, what's going to make the most impact and be as efficient as possible with the resources given? And that's time, money, all of it. So you want to optimize for your personal profile on LinkedIn. And that's the priority for getting out content and messaging about you and your business. And then if you have the help, If you have additional hands and people that can help with your content, be posting on that company page as well, but only until you do because you're going to get more preferential treatment by posting on your personal page than otherwise. And then once you have those additional hands to help you, that's when that company page can be really beneficial because then we can get into a conversation about other employees posting as well and helping to further that overall company brand message. That's how I set up the two. Company page versus
1: personal page on LinkedIn. Awesome. Great. I'm glad to hear that. I've made that shift myself to posting on my own personal page versus the business. So we talked about personal branding, also known as like thought leadership, sharing your expertise, your viewpoints, your thoughts on different things around the world or business. Are there types of businesses that I'm thinking of listeners to the show. Some of them may be like a type of business that isn't active on social media and maybe doesn't understand why LinkedIn could be helpful. And so I guess my real question is, do you have any examples of a company you've worked with that had success on LinkedIn that would shock listeners? They'd be like, oh, I would never would have thought that would have worked. I'm curious if you have any of those.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. There's a, a municipality that posts on LinkedIn that I work with. And it is the thought that what's a success that can come from a city having a LinkedIn account or a bus yeah. page? Because you're thinking of kind of a B2C play when you're talking about like a city or a community of any kind that's directly to people. You're going directly to consumers. You're going directly to individuals who are living lives in a place. And so you're thinking Instagram, you're thinking Facebook, where natural, just everyday conversations happen. So that's absolutely a place for Facebook and Instagram to have profiles there and to represent there. But to make that shift to LinkedIn and uh, yeah, it's quite a beautiful kind of coming together of understanding within that organization and within that municipality of having the HR team and the person behind the communications for the city link up and start to put out messaging on the LinkedIn account for that city and talk about. You're not talking about the parade that's coming up or the flea market event that's coming up. You have to switch your messaging and switch your voice and really think through who your audience is on LinkedIn, and that is business leaders, that is businesses just in general, or it's a B2B play on LinkedIn and also potential hires. So you're really trying to frame yourself and your company or your organization as a place that people want to come to because of just the organization being just a great place the culture and so back to the city's linkedin account of posting about profiling employees and city staff and the great jobs that these employees do and oh by the way they represent a job title in an organization and we have more openings so here's mm-hmm. the link to go apply And specifically, if you're looking for one particular job or type of job, highlighting an employee that holds a role similar and talking about what they do in the community or what role they play and the impactful work that they do and this one thing that they did. And this is actually something that happened. And it was just a beautiful story about this one employee at the city that did some really cute community work with a little girl and helping do things and just profiling that a really strong picture And also some other work they did in the community and talking about the openings that are available. And, you know, we have great benefits at all of these things. And they got an influx of job applications because of that post. And it could be directly tied back to this organic post that highlighted this individual that represented that role that they were looking for to also hire additional people into. And it was just this beautiful storytelling moment on LinkedIn that hit new eyeballs and new people that might be interested in this city that they didn't know about to begin with. Mm. So yeah, those moments happen on a daily basis on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah. And you bring up a good point that feels like common sense to me, but also because I've been on LinkedIn for so long. And a mistake I see people make often is they repurpose stuff from Instagram or Facebook to LinkedIn, which... To your point, you're busy. You're trying to do it all. I guess something is better than nothing. But I wonder sometimes if that's actually true in this case because you're right. There is a slight shift you might have to make to what you're putting on LinkedIn based on who's going to see it and the purpose in which they're seeing it. So I'll take, I don't know, an example of a consumer goods company, right? They're selling food and beverage If you're literally just sharing content that tries to get consumers to purchase your products, you might not be seeing that same ROI on LinkedIn for that metric, right? Because people are on LinkedIn to understand who you are as a company, Mm -hmm. like what you stand for, What types of employees work there? What kinds of opportunities are there? You're there to get eyeballs on jobs, to get employees, and to also get, I would imagine, how you run your business out there into the world. Would that Mm -hmm. be accurate? And do you see people make that mistake of just trying to repurpose the same stuff and it not landing or doing well? Oh, absolutely. You really have to think employee first on LinkedIn and
0: Business audience first on LinkedIn instead of consumers. Yeah, like for consumer goods, if you're putting out the latest flavor in coffee, it's pumpkin, and we got this new pumpkin, whatever, the coffee company, great. You're the local coffee shop, whatever, or you have a product, great. But the way you post that beautiful reel on Instagram, somebody drinking the lovely drink and Facebook, that works great. But yes, you need to take that piece of content and reposition it and put it on LinkedIn more with the message of this is the why we put out this pumpkin flavor this time of year and these are the people behind it Mm. and this is the impact that this can make and you write it in a way that you think of your employee and if it would make sense for them to share it because this is getting into employee advocacy and you feeding up content potentially for your employees to share as well on your behalf. Mm. And they're furthering your brand because if they're proud of something and see something that the brand posts and they're affiliated with it, they helped make that. And you're bigging them up on LinkedIn from that brand account, from that company page. And then they will be the first ones to share that post and add their message on top of it. You know, so proud to work on this project. This is heartfelt work that we do every year. And so much work goes behind this. And that's the kind of message that you'll get from your employee. And man, if that isn't the best type of post and the best brand reputation building post From your employees talking about the work that they love doing and they're sharing your content, like when all the way around. But that's really the lens through which you have to position these posts on LinkedIn is what's going to make it super shareable for my employees and what's going to resonate with showing the behind the scenes and the culture of us as a company to other eyeballs that are out here maybe looking at us as future employers.
1: I also wonder if the inverse would be better, where taking that LinkedIn and then repurposing that to TikTok Mm. or Instagram would land well, right? Mm. Because I'm always like, weave employer branding into your social media strategy, even on Instagram and stuff like that. So I wonder if actually flipping it could be helpful. And have you seen people do that? Oh, that's super fun and exciting. I haven't seen as
0: much of that. I think that's like the next frontier of, yeah, bringing that LinkedIn out because it's historically been outward into LinkedIn as LinkedIn may be more of an afterthought, but more and more companies and brands, obviously bigger ones, but more and more midsize and smaller brands are thinking LinkedIn first when they're crafting content or putting out messages because they're seeing so much return on that message just organically. You put that post up on Instagram and it is a dud, but On the reverse flip, you'll see LinkedIn, it does really well. That's not across the board necessarily, but that's how I've seen it a lot of times right now with bigger organizations thinking
1: LinkedIn first because they're just having so much growth opportunity there. Yeah. Okay. So one thing we haven't talked about is it's my understanding that to build a LinkedIn presence you have to do more than just post and like you have to be engaged and active. And I'm curious your thoughts on that. And then I have some more questions about that. But is it more than just like putting a post out there? Is it something that you actually need to be out networking and connecting and commenting and, and participating in the conversation on LinkedIn? Yeah, it is. For some people, it can be just
0: enough to post. But for the majority of us, if you're you know looking for kind of those goals of growing awareness around your company, growing awareness for what you do growing a brand and and getting actual sales and business then yes there is some reciprocal work that has to be done here there's proactive content posting and messaging and communications work and then there is also proactive engaging and I have a three two one go content framework and the two in that kind of rundown is two times a week of engagement. Basically, I just break down a simple framework for anybody who's trying to get into LinkedIn. And the way that I serve this up for people is you block off 15 minutes two times a week in your calendar and go on LinkedIn and engage. And those are engagement blocks. And what I mean by engagement and what we're talking about with engagement is Connecting with those people that you were at that networking event, searching for them on LinkedIn and sending them a note on LinkedIn and connecting with them saying, so nice to meet you at that networking event. Love to connect here and stay in touch. And or also looking at your feed and commenting just at whatever whim you're thinking of right then of, hey, okay, this post really spoke to me. Let me comment on that post because LinkedIn is, again, very unique from a content perspective as well. Because Facebook used to do this, actually, but LinkedIn will serve up. Your commenting can be just as impactful to your brand and you as an individual and to your company's brand as proactive posting. A recent example that just happened to me, that was just this morning, actually. I posted under the LinkedIn for Creators LinkedIn account, and that's a massive account put on by LinkedIn and admin by LinkedIn. And I posted a comment underneath a post that they put out. And I had somebody comment under my comments, just engaging back with me. They then followed me personally, just based on this comment and subscribed to my newsletter, just off of a comment, not even a proactive Mm. post. So that kind of stuff, LinkedIn, their algorithm is feeding comments on top of posts And it's this whole kind of mix in people's feeds of not only just posts that people are putting out, but also comments and other things. So the way you can be served up and the way you can get visibility on yourself and your company is not just through proactive posts. It's also through engagement, commenting on other people's posts, reaching out to people and connecting with them. So you grow your digital footprint on LinkedIn, you grow your online network on LinkedIn, and also replying back to people. Because if you start and you're proactively posting, you're going to start seeing comments. You want to make sure you're talking back to people and responding to people who might message you who are legitimately wanting to strike up a good conversation with you. Those are all things that you want to just really foster on LinkedIn is these times to engage as well. It's not just posting content. You're also engaging.
1: Yeah. I giggled a little bit because you said those ones that are legitimately commenting, because there's a lot of spammers out there and you just got to take that for what it is. It's just what will happen. So I'm thinking about a listener who wants to start engaging with like-minded business owners. Because I bet if you were to actually go out and search On LinkedIn, you could find a thought leader about any type of business on LinkedIn, like any type of business. So how would one go about finding those people? Are there certain like searches you do? Like how do you get those people to pop up? You can't do this filtering through and finding individuals
0: anywhere else. So yes, just like anywhere else on the internet, you can find that search feature and there's a search bar right at the top on LinkedIn and you can type in keywords you can type in names, you can type in companies, company names. Mm -hmm. If you met that random person at that networking event, you're sitting there thinking through, oh, I don't remember their name. Oh, I remember what company they're with. So you can type up their company. So there's ways to filter through. But yes, the search bar is your friend on LinkedIn. So if your sphere is consumer goods or beverages, Look for beverages. If you're in business, your keywords, the industry you're in, or the ones that you want to keep eyes on or be inspired by or keep up with, like the leaders in your industry, and find them on LinkedIn. Because I would be willing to bet that you will find somebody that's super inspiring or you already know or it's already kind of a big wig in your sphere that you can follow and get inspired by and get insight from and just be in the know. There is no better way to become visible and known than you finding the upper tier of people who are in your industry. You can niche down to however small of a niche within your industry, and there will be people that are interested in talking about it daily And you comment under those key people's posts every so often, and you will get into conversations with people you would have never imagined in your organization globally. But Mm -hmm. in your industry, you can find such key connections that can help you and really be valuable to your business. So yeah, I would search by keywords. I would search by people who are just known in your industry and start following them because you can hit follow or connect with them so you can keep up with what they're doing and talking about because they're having really engaging conversations on LinkedIn that don't happen on any other online site. So they're having unique conversations there that you can get in the middle of too. As
1: we start to wrap up, are there any trends or changes that you see coming in like the new year in 2024 to, I'll start with LinkedIn. You provided so much great information and so many tactical things that they can do. I'm just curious if there's any like things that you know are coming down the horizon or things that you foresee people should pay attention to as it relates Mm -hmm. to LinkedIn. Yeah,
0: I definitely see LinkedIn giving more and more preferential treatment and also unique features to leaders within organizations and the C-suite, the CEOs, Mm. this era of LinkedIn creators and LinkedIn thought leaders, like LinkedIn has really latched onto that. And I've been involved in conversations with people at LinkedIn and I've seen communications from people at LinkedIn of CEOs, C-suites, really catering to them and to teams. There's full teams that are around executive communications and that help leaders really get out a message. I know that's for usually bigger organizations, but I would say for any size organization, really it is empowering First off, giving permission to your employees or to others who are involved in your business, giving guidelines, permission, and maybe even training or communication around, hey, we can talk about these things that we're doing on LinkedIn and help promote them on social media in general and on LinkedIn as well. And this is how we can do that and how I would feel comfortable doing that and how maybe we can help further the message because given, as we've talked about, People's individual profiles being a preferred mode of communication on LinkedIn and LinkedIn giving preferential treatment to those. Your employees can be massively impactful to your brand if they are talking about the work that they do and Mm -hmm. the things that you all do at your company. So empowering your employees, it's called employee advocacy. It's called employer branding. They're already happening, especially in the larger organizations, but that will be massively impactful because LinkedIn really does understand the power of that. And it can just lift your brand in massive ways if you empower your employees to talk about what they do and what they're experts in at your company. That's a big thing I see coming for sure.
1: That's such good insight and leads me to so often, I think it's changing, but so often you as a leader of a business, we've been told that employees can't talk about work on social media. There's been like bans almost, right? You can't reprimand people for doing stuff on social media really anymore like you used to be able to and now you can't. But what a better approach to support your team. There's people who want to be thought leaders in what they do in their work. And instead of stifling that and saying, no, what if you supported it? And you were like, yeah, let's build your personal brand as our VP of sales. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to share? Like, how do we help you learn how to do that? And you're inevitably helping that person in their own career development and helping build your business. And yes, they might start getting a lot of recruiters like me reaching out for them to try to recruit them. But if you're supporting them in doing this, they're probably going to be like, "No, I'm happy. My CEO is helping me do this and really championing this." And then you're going to get more referrals. You're going to see the benefits of supporting them. As my long-winded comment,
0: absolutely right. And I see this all the time. And historically, brands and companies have been fearful, and that makes sense. I've dealt with legal team, risk team, HR team all the time. And so you do have to put guardrails around it. You do have to put some guidelines. And there are some kind of steps in place of putting together an employee advocacy program for your company, whether it is a small organization to a large organization. And, and I've helped build social media policies, which you do need to have. You need to have a social media policy. But then on top of that, you can have guidelines of here is a great way to do this and training and regular communication. I see this not happen enough of regular communication to your employees on at least a weekly basis. It's like, hey, this is what we're doing right now. This is the great work we're doing and talking about the great things. And that's internal communications work. But it it can be as simple as an email. But telling people what you're doing, telling your employees what your priorities are, telling people here is a message that you can share and, you know, you can craft that up for them. And here's a picture that we took this week or whatever. And so there's not as risky way and more comfortable way for businesses and employees. But I will say when it comes to LinkedIn, if you advocate for this on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is looked at as the per business insider safest social media platform because their API and kind of all of the things that feed into other platforms aren't as open. And LinkedIn is more in its own little kind of space So you don't see people getting into as much like virality trouble as one person said the wrong thing somewhere else and it just goes bananas. I know that kind of raises HR and risk people's spidey senses and I get that. And I know it can be scary for businesses to think about this stuff, but the upside of this and the potential of having your employees who are touching your work and daily doing your work, telling your story as well. If you just tell them stuff that they can talk about and tell them things that they're possibly hitting too, like it's just more open dialogue and they don't think it's like this hush hush thing. I could give you statistics for days and research for days about the upside of regular communication with your employees and employee advocacy and telling them that they are empowered to do this and training them on it and the staying power that the longevity, they'll stay with your organization because of that. And they trust you even more now. And they feel like a part of this thing. It's so impactful and can have such an upside for your business. But you do have to be thoughtful about it and put together some key steps ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But I'm just telling you, it can be really
1: instrumental in your business. Yep. Yep. I'll say the people I reach out to, so I headhunt a lot of people. Like I try to poach Mm. people all the time to come work Mm. for my clients and the ones that are supported by their business and like building their own personal brand that you want to recruit because they're doing all of those things won't leave their company because they're so supported by their company. (laughs) Like they just won't.
0: Yeah. The visibility is there and they're getting more eyeballs. And yes, you're finding them as a recruiter because of all this great stuff they're putting out. And it's like, they're way more visible, but the opposite is happening than you would initially think. Yeah, that's really
1: fascinating. So if you think about it, if you're a CEO or anybody, the amount of times that people are like, can you just send me the copy of what to email out? Yeah, Like literally just write what you want them to post. Give them four options and they're just going to use them. Like people are too busy. They don't want to come up with stuff on their own. So write out four great options, two, one, whatever. And they'll probably just use that anyways.
0: Oh, it's so very true. And yeah, they might tweak a word. They might make it, put an extra adjective in there. Great. Make it your own. But Absolutely. The majority of that post will be just like copy and paste it. I've seen it so many times and you're so right. Just feed it to your people and here, here's its silver platter. Use it if you want. This is the message we're promoting. This is the great work we're doing and you're helping with. And here it is. Post if you want to use this picture, whatever.
1: But I'm telling you, that's as easy as it can be. And it's so easy. How cool would it be to like start something in your business? You've probably done this. So you're probably like, yeah, we've done this all the time, but I'm just thinking of it now. But some sort of cool name for the weekly social media roundup or the monthly where you send stuff out to everybody, like exactly all the things you've already shared. And then you also ask for submissions. What's something you're really proud of that you worked on this week that we could highlight? Did anyone take a cool picture with a client this week, this month, or like whatever? And getting your team involved in that would be so cool. Oh, my gosh. That is like my, I'm getting the chills because that is the most
0: fun. Yes, exactly that. And yes, I've seen it so many times. And getting other people to participate. Did you take pictures? What do you have? And asking for that. And people get so involved and they're so invested. And then they also see, oh, I can get featured. It's a win-win. And t- yes, if you empower your people and get them in on this work, you will find your stars and your kind of core people who really love this stuff. And I'm not here to push this on anybody. Not every employee is going to want to do this. Not Every employee is going to be set up for this. That's fine. I'm not here to push LinkedIn on anybody. But if you have these goals or if you have this like thought in your mind of, yeah, I wouldn't mind being seen as a thought leader in my industry or being known for kind of the work I do and also talking about the company I'm with. And this is great work then this is for you. And those people will shine themselves and make you shine. And it is Mm -hmm. like the best thing if you just pull them into this like reciprocal relationship to help further their message, your message in this open communications line. Yes. And asking specifically for those moments. I've set up, Many guidelines for social media moments. Here, send us your social media moment. Here's what we want. Send us a picture. Give us a bullet point of the message and tell us who all was involved. And then just here's the email to send it to. It's brilliant.
1: Yep. And you have to remind people. You can't just create the process once and then expect them to do it. Like you got to remind it and keep it top of mind. That's awesome. This has been so helpful. I'm sure listeners have definitely felt more inspired to jump on to LinkedIn and at least take a peek. If not, jump all the way in. You mentioned very casually your framework, like a content framework. And I know you have a newsletter, but if listeners are like, oh, I really want some tactical things I can start to do. Do you have any information for them or where can they learn more about all of this stuff from you? Oh, absolutely.
0: Yes. Please connect with me on LinkedIn, Katie McKeever. Also, yes, I do have a weekly newsletter, a weekly email that I call my digital baby. I call it social media news to use, and it's really all the latest platform updates. I keep up with it, so you don't have to. Like This is my thing that I love to do because I know it can be overwhelming, especially for small business owners. So it's a weekly email I put out with all the latest and greatest from algorithm updates to what Mark Zuckerberg might be up to. Who knows? But <laughs> please connect with me on LinkedIn and happy to send you that link. But if you want to go directly and subscribe to that, I would love for that. It's socialmedia use.com And that's where you can sign up for that newsletter. And I would be happy to send you that framework. It's simple three, two, one, go framework. If you're a content framework, or if you're just wanting to Have tactical exactly what to do's. Just if you want to show up on LinkedIn and be posting on a consistent basis, this is the basics. This is the 101 of how to do that and set yourself up for success and getting started on LinkedIn.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll drop everything in the show notes. so If you're driving, you can come back and grab it all. And I'm so grateful that you came on the show today and provided such great insights into an OG platform, I'm going to say, that is now a new G. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yes. LinkedIn 2.0 of the resurgence of LinkedIn. Exactly. Whatever. Yes.
1: Exactly. I've loved being here. Good talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. All right, listeners, we'll talk again soon. before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to share something with you. If you're a small business owner looking to build your dream team hassle-free, keep listening. Or maybe you have fellow entrepreneur friends who keep struggling with making the right hires on their team. I just wanted to take a second to remind you that my team over at People Principles offers high level, what I would say the best headhunting recruiting services in the market. We take the guesswork out of finding the perfect candidates for your team. We help you set up your hiring process, creating interview guides and an interview flow for you. And then we go out and find the best people to fill your open jobs so that you can focus on growing your business. We understand that as a small business, every hire matters, and that's why we're here to help you make the right choices. Check out our recruiting services over at peopleprinciples.co forward slash recruiting. Let's take your team to the next level.